Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Welcome to 2020, the first episode of Guys of a Certain Age. I almost said Guys of a New Age. Ooh. Guys of a New Age. Guys of a New Age show It's change. all driven by Crystal now. That's, That's a different right. kind of podcast. That's a different kind of podcast. So happy 2020 to you gentlemen. How are you today? Good. I'm feeling kind of, I don't know, just cathartic almost. Is the force with you? The force is with me. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, as you can probably tell by the opening music, this is our Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker review. So if you haven't seen it, you might want to tune to NPR or just ride in silence for the next 30 minutes and put this one on the shelf until you've seen it because we're going to digest all things Skywalker-esque. Right? Isn't that the plan? That's exactly that right. So it's going to be spoiler loaded. Yeah, lots of spoilers. And just by way of introduction, we have yeah, Jay Reed. An Art Skywalker. Oh. An Art Skywalker. <laughs> Robbie Koblenz with you. We figure after 52 episodes, because this is, I believe, episode, actually 53, this will be episode... Now, let's see if we can do the math. No, I think this is 52. These go to 11. Anyway, we figured... Everybody... Post 50, anyway. Yeah, that's we right. We figure you should know us by On the now. way to 100. We're almost at AARP range. That's right. right. <laughs> that's right. So, and we get a discount at our hosts. In more <laughs> ways than one. And we're recording this about 4.45, so our dinner hour has passed. So, yes. uh... so this might be shorter than normal. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. So... Uh... Rise of Skywalker. We just walked out of the movie theater. This is the first time we've done this where we have seen a movie and we're going to record immediately thereafter. So this is my second time seeing um, the, the movie. This so you've is, probably had a little more time, uh, obviously, to reflect and digest on it. And read lots of things. So Art and Jay, this is their first, uh, this is their first consumption yeah. of episode nine. We're so. still in the Boba Fett first 10 year stage of digestion. So we really haven't. Uh, hey, wow. <laughs> Boy, uh, Robbie we went, got that. I'm not sure. We Jay went a whole did. two and a half minutes before we got a Sarlacc reference. Uh, so. Well, okay. Uh, Jay's making notes. So I'm going to talk to Art for a second. Art, uh, give me your gut reaction. What Gut think? reaction. I came out of it, really enjoyed it. You know, I was one of the ones that did not like the last Jedi. I came out of the last Jedi and just was very disappointed i know people assign reasons for that i have my own reasons it just didn't feel right to me i never really enjoyed it i've watched it a couple of times since then liked it better but still it's just probably my least favorite of all the movies uh this one was you know i was talking to my son afterwards who also went to see it with us in fact, all of our sons. All of our sons. Our, well, my, I have one son that didn't. Well, yeah. yeah. All of us had a son with us. All of we had at least one son. obligatory son with and us. And us, some of us had two, even that's though right. they didn't sit next to me. That's they right. sat in the middle of the row, but that's okay. That would they, be Robbie. That would, they were there. They're right. Um, but I, I said, you know, it was a mess at times, kind of a lot of uh, things all over the place. It's like, to me, I felt like J.J. was trying to make two movies in one, you know, kind of to make up for what happened in the last movie or to, to, to you know, retro retcon, re retcon some stuff. And, uh, 
so I think we, we had a lot going on in the movie, but to me it was a, a glorious and fun mess, and I just really I really enjoyed the whole thing. My, my gut reaction, as you say, is just I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I, I loved it. I'll get mm-hmm. to Jay in a minute because he's probably still scribbling, but I, I really, really... Jay saw Cats, actually. He snuck out. <laughs> <laughs> He's he been was singing memories ever since we got back. And he was the only person in America That's who right. saw Cats. Right. So I think that was a, a $90 million budget and a $7 million opening weekend. Ouch. Quick, quick Cats reference. Did you see that it's one of the first movies that they've sent out a an alternate version Boy. or a fixed version yeah. within a few days? Yeah, I saw that. They did a uh, they did a software patch. They yeah, did a, that's they, right. That's right. That's crazy. That's right. But you can only do that with digital delivery, that's which right. is really cool. So um, I'm just waiting for somebody to, uh, I guess, post shot first in this. I'm waiting for that. No, never oh mind. yeah. So, um, I really, really liked it. I, um, I liked it. Now you like? What were your thoughts on Last Jedi? Just, um, you know, for I like podcast record. I like parts of Last Jedi. Yeah. There were some things I was, I was just really irritated with the whole casino planet coming from. You know, I, I just that didn't make any sense. Yeah, I saw that. Descri- we have described it, you and I, and yeah. I think probably on the podcast to yeah. describe it as a Battlestar Galactica episode it, because it actually happened. It, Battlestar Galactica, and I saw somebody else do that. Yeah, and it, it just didn't make sense. I mean, if you're trying to save as many people and you can sneak off that easily, then get off the star destroyer, get off the ship and go to fight another day instead of having the yeah. slow battle. Yeah, the slow battle. It, it just didn't, it mm. didn't fit. Yeah. And I, I actually like the way they handled Luke in Last Jedi. I love this, you know, a grumpy old man. Mm-hmm. He's no longer this altruistic warrior. And I, I really like that growth, but yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was okay in and of itself. I thought that uh, they didn't allow him to have reactions or the reactions he should have had to uh, Han's death. Yeah. And I think that he'd lived too much within the, uh, the curmudgeonly kind of th- thing. And there was a, a shot at redemption at the end of last Jedi that because they had not shown him other than to me, very two dimensional in the beginning, didn't, didn't pay off for me. Well, I, I, and they, they fixed a lot of that with they, this, with the uh, rise of Skywalker. They did. One of my favorite things. And I, I had, have been avoiding spoilers, but I, you know, sometimes in the headline you can see, and, uh, they called this one line kind of, uh, I think in particular, JJ, uh, flipping the bird to Ryan Johnson, uh, with the, uh, a Jedi weapon, weapon should be treated with more respect. <laughs> yeah. That line in particular, I just went that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, so I saw, uh, I saw the opening night and theater was packed and there's a lot of 20 somethings behind me and some of their reactions, I just didn't understand. So there's a kiss scene we'll talk about later. Yeah, I saw that. They were just, Oh, I can't believe it. I'm done. This is horrible. So they were done by that as opposed to thinking that wasn't enough. Yeah. They were just really irritated by that. Yeah. And there were a couple of the things that they reacted and I'm like, really? I didn't re- quite understand that. Then, then I realized that, I, I really think Rise of Skywalker is JJ's love letter to our age group. Yeah. And uh, there, I think in order to really enjoy Rise of Skywalker, you've got to have a passing knowledge of the expanded universe stuff, mm-hmm. the, Tim- the Timothy Zahn novels. And um, you've got to be more grounded, I think, in the original trilogy 
than the prequels or yeah. even the last two movies. A lot of the cameos you saw, especially at the end of people flying in, you go, oh, that's uh, so-and-so. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I kept hoping that uh, Pride was going to turn into Thrawn, though, at some point. Yeah, man, I wish I wish there was... There it would was, play, it would have been a, a perfect... Boy, he uh, would have been a perfect yeah. Thrawn. I, I was mm-hmm. hoping he would just peel his face off and be blue. When he has eyes. that line and says, I will serve you now as I did in the old war, yeah. I thought he was going to turn blue and go, but, you know, now I'm Thrawn. But you know, at the end of Rebels, Thrawn ends up being shot off with yeah. one of the cosmic whales. You know? And the thing is, we really... Do you know Thrawn at all? I have no idea what y'all are talking about, but I just want to say... <laughs> we should, I don't let, have, we should <laughs> let Jay in. He's taking yeah. notes enough. I don't have all that knowledge of the novels that you just talked about and all the extra universe stuff, but I still thought it was Expanded. an awesome movie. Expanded. Like, so I'm just going to be the guy that can love it without all that stuff. So, Tell so us you your thoughts. I'm yeah, sorry. Give, us, give us your thoughts. I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I mean, it, And that's it for Jay. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> Thrawn. <laughs> no, I mean, the ending was what I expected with a few you know, twists and turns along the way. But it had enough of, like you said, I, I agree with this, that enough of the... He pointed at me. The first three, <laughs> the first three movies, the, you know, four, five, and six, that one, having seen that, having been grounded in that, um, I love the cameos at the end, like you were talking about. And, and my son, who is 21 and came into this later, he really enjoyed it too. And he would say, oh, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. Did you see yeah. that? Did you see that? Yeah. And when and all those voices at the end too, yeah. he recognized a lot more than I did. Oh, um, yeah. Kanan was in that, Ahsoka. Uh, he, he recognized Windu. Yeah, Windu's in there. Yoda's in there, obviously. I heard Yoda, yeah. Qui-Gon. I got that one. Yeah. Qui-Gon's in there. So, uh, and an Sir Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan. Right. Says Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish he'd have made a Adama. Visible. No. <laughs> yeah. Adama. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing in it? Yeah. Lauren Green. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Green's. Lauren Green's Adama's in there. Yeah. That's right. As a, as a Cylon ghost. That's so, true. um, well, I, so you as, as more of a casual fan than, than Art and I being, you know, ultra geeks with Yeah. This. I mean, I, I'll admit I don't have the insider yeah, knowledge. Yeah. He, he, he won't say he has more of a life than we do. Actually, why don't we say this? Why don't we say, I'm going to pretend to be someone who doesn't have the insider knowledge and y'all can explain things to others <laughs> as if you. you're explaining them yeah. to me. So, so they will be playing the part of an everyman. That's the right. lay person, if you will. <laughs> that's right. So not the lay person. No. So so for the record, the three of us with our wives went to dinner uh, Saturday night, and Art and I felt a little bad about picking on Jay. Until? Until his wife does the exact same thing, and she's worse, and she thought it was amazing. And so... So we, look for Melissa Reed to be joining us on the podcast that's at some right. point. Yeah. yeah, we may actually kick Jay out and just have that's Melissa right. come in and tell stories. Tell and stories. She, she told stories. She did tell stories. They were great stories. Yeah, yeah. Which have nothing to do with Star Wars. Nothing at all. But it happened in a galaxy far, far away. That's true. So, but you you liked it. You don't feel like you have to be, and I'm I'm pointing at Jay and talking to Jay. Um, The the casual fan can enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can certainly understand. I've got some friends that uh, just. In low places. Yeah. And we're here. But uh, I've got some friends that just came away with it and their description of their feelings are the same that I had when I left last, uh, when I left last Jedi and, uh, they're just going, Oh, I can't believe I'm so disappointed in this. And this is, is bad. So I certainly respect their feelings, you know, and I'm not going to try to convince them. This is a good movie. There were a lot of things in this movie that, you know, from a serious filmmaker point of view, probably did fail, 
but nah. it was such an enjoyable experience. Well, and I think you said it, Robbie, I, fan service all over the place, absolutely. particularly for guys, gals, geeks, freaks of a certain age, you know, that saw this thing early on in their, in their, in their lives and, and have a, a special place for it that really kind of, you know, wanted this to go out and were okay with, with it being a little hokey in places. So we're going to enter heavy spoiler discussion because I'm going to walk these guys through it because I've done a little bit more research. I've seen it twice. So the opening scene is on Mustafar. Mm -hmm. So did you pick that up? Mm -hmm. uh, Mustafar, Mustafar. That's where she's doing her training. Well, actually, no. no, where, that's no where, Mustafar uh, is where Kylo Ren is killing Vader cultist. Right. The fire planet. It's, Mustafar is where... Lion King? He's from the Lion King, right? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, and we are opening up applications for a third <laughs> podcast host of guys of a certain age. Maybe Melissa will apply. Uh, Mustafar is the, is the planet where Vader, where Anakin Skywalker was cut down and the lava became Vader. And then in Rogue... Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, then yeah. in Rogue One... Uh, you had he had, you saw Vader in his castle on Mustafar, mm -hmm. so okay. Mustafar, Mustafar, yeah, and he might have been in Lion King as well. Who knows? Yeah. So you, you had that you had that call, call out, mm -hmm. and so those are Vader cultists. Yeah. That he's so the whole idea is he's is is Kylo Ren is trying to get past his legacy to become the supreme leader. He's going after Palpatine to kill Palpatine. He yes. wants to eliminate everybody. Um, you know, some folks were griping that uh, you didn't hear Palpatine's message because the only place you could hear Palpatine's message, it was launched in Fortnite in that Star Wars Fortnite crossover that happened. Are about you serious? A, really? Being dead serious. Wow. So, so they actually had the message in Fortnite. It's the only place it's you could hear. It's referenced in the opening uh, crawl. In the opening crawl, which is um, not. No, it's not a crawl. It's a scroll. Scroll, yes. It's an opening yes, scroll. And I started to say scrawl because yeah, I, scrawl. Knew, I knew crawl wasn't right, yeah. but it's an opening scroll. scroll. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Crawl goes left to right or right yeah, to left right. across the screen. Yeah. Scrolls go up and down. And not to be confused with the super scrolls in Captain Marvel. So anyway. Um, so and those, those came from Flash Gordon, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Jay, if you're making notes. Flash yeah. Gordon, scrolls. Scroll. Scrolls. scrolls. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Not scrolls. The scrolls. scrolls. That idea. Okay. That's every episode of Flash Gordon started with one of those going oh, okay. in perspective. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, so you you had a little bit of fan service there and a callback. Um, and then you, you get into the whole, you know, revelation. Here's where the, the you've got you, you've got the secret um, uh runners kind of blockade runners going to get the uh the the the, the secret plans you know the the i'm i'm, I'm like <laughs> so you've got this uh, may not be as much of a spoiler as we thought <laughs> and there wow. were a time as almost <laughs> man and we're at 28 minutes with yeah. me stumbling around anyway new hope opens with the blockade runner coming in right. and you've got the secret plans. so episode nine opens with with poe going to get in and finn going to get plans not plans but going to get information from a um okay. from a spy you know so it's the same sort of structure going through um one thing i noticed have you noticed that you've, you've always got a non-humanoid um in the pilot in, in the uh, co-pilot seat in, in, well not necessarily in the co-pilot seat you with chewy but you had the big blob thing in the in the oh, cockpit yeah. of the millennium falcon uh-huh what the heck's going on there? So yeah. anyway, a lot of callbacks to New Hope, mm -hmm. and and but I felt like it was, um, I felt like J.J. Abrams did a much better job of 
of not completely ripping off the original trilogy like he did in Force Awakens. Awakens. Yeah. You know, there he took some of those same ideas, but then kind oh, of yeah. put his own you, spin you on saw, it. You could see where the blueprint was. But, yeah. but in Force Awakens, it was just almost like a, a shot-by-shot remake in some so cases. So let's take the original New Hope script yeah. and let's just change some names and some locations. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, But anyway. It, it, One thing I, I thought that worked really well in this uh, movie that did not work as well in the last movie and uh, is and I think com- harkens back to the original trilogy is this team you know we saw Finn Poe and Ray as a team and and Chewie to a degree too Chewie's part of that but the three of them together uh, because that's what it was about it was, it was that, them being together and of course Han Luke and Leia especially from the original one you know the original trilogy yeah you know Getting together uh, was the important part of them, and working together, even if they went separate on the separate missions. I think in the in the uh, last Jedi, the second movie, of this this trilogy, they lost a little bit. Of that. They, the they first did. thing they did was they split everybody up, and so we didn't have them working together. And maybe that's part of the arc or the story or whatever. You split them up and then you bring them back together. And I can see where that might be part of it. But that's one thing that really worked for me is is the, th- the the humor between the chemistry between the three of them. You know, I thought that worked really well. I hate that we never found out what uh, what Ren, uh, what Finn wanted to say to Ray. But uh, yeah, what did you think about Carrie Russell as the uh, as the bounty hunter who doesn't take her or her hat? Was oh, that who that was? Yeah, that was Carrie Russell. Yeah, yeah, she's great. I thought yeah, she was great. Did, and I would like to see. And she's kind of going to be. I think the Boba Fett of this trilogy is like, dang, we wish we had more. And, you know, why not? What we'd like to see. Maybe so though, maybe there'll be a Mandalorian type series so, about her at some point. You know, she reminded me of Leia in the, in the bounty hunter outfit. In yes. Jedi. Uh-huh. Very, very I think similar that was to probably that. a, I think that was probably an intentional thing. So what did you guys think about force healing and how the Mandalorian episode that dropped last Wednesday kind of retconned force healing and yeah. said, Hey, you know, this is an established power. Well, that, the scene from where uh, where she heals the uh, the snake like creature, of course, you know, the serpent who was serpent. from the Jungle Book. <laughs> well, see, I thought they were ripping off uh, Devil in the Dark episode from the original episode of Star Trek when uh, when they healed that creature, the Horta, who's digging tunnels, and they solved that. And also, I was wondering if she was going to speak parcel tongue to him at some point too. <laughs> so, how do you like the Sith? As we go all over the place, the Sith throne is straight out of Game of Thrones. You oh know, yeah, it's yeah, the Iron yeah. Throne. I mean, That's I, right. I was like, is she Khaleesi now? You yeah, know. Yeah. So, but anyway, where's the dragon? Mm-hmm. I guess a superstar story. But Hoth is coming. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, but did did the Force healing bother you at all? That it, no, I think no. that's probably. An, I mean, you know, I mean, like I said, it's one of those things that every trilogy adds a little something regardless of what franchise it is it's like oh i didn't know they could do that all of a sudden now they can do that yeah so um it didn't bother me at all i think it's a a natural extension and the idea that she is really something more than just a a typical jedi with her lineage that's revealed in the movie which i don't guess we've talked about let's talk about that what'd you guys think about ray's parents being again we're using the word retcon again but we go from uh rain johnson saying your parents were nobody you're nobody special to Mm -hmm. kylo saying actually they tried to be nobody but i really thought he was gonna say from a certain point of view somewhere in there yeah. Well, it was the truth from a certain point of view. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Thank you, Sir Alec. That's right. So, but uh, it's revealed that she, that she, Ray, is the granddaughter of the Emperor. She's a Palpatine. I yeah. thought that was. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going. Yeah. Oh, you, I just. The, to me, that was. I mean, it tied up that 
you know, understanding because she's, you know, at first I thought she was a Skywalker and then, you know, I don't, to be honest, I don't remember. I don't think I saw, uh, last Jedi since I saw it in the theater. So I don't yeah. have all that information in my head, but, um, I mean, I thought it was a great way to explain her powers and, and the way she overcame it at the end. Um, I, I did not see that coming to be honest. No, I thought they would, maybe they may stick with, uh, her being, you know, uh, parents of nobody and kind of go with this idea that the force could be, could be from anybody. Uh, she, her, her great grandmother's is Arya from, uh, you know, from, from game of Thrones because <laughs> a girl is no one. So that's right. That's wow. right. That's, that's right. It is. It's all those references. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I thought it worked out well. I thought it worked out well to give her those powers. I'm glad she wasn't like, you know, Ren's long lost sister or, you know, the that other thing. <laughs> Solo. Now, it, it's uh, not. It wouldn't be the first case of pseudo incest well, and, in Star and, Wars. and cutting to the end scene. Right, and again, if, if we haven't told you, this is very spoiler filled. But it almost when she claims that she's Ray Skywalker, and you see Luke and Leia, they go, "Wait a minute, is she their daughter?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it is Game of Thrones. <laughs> it is. That's right. Um, but I liked that. I thought that was, I was. You know, there'd been some speculation she was uh, Obi Wan's daughter. You know, and. Um, so I thought that worked better. So if you if you go back to Darth Sidious or Darth, I think it was Darth Sidious. Well, no, it was a Jedi Council. Maybe it was Yoda who said, you know, um, the the rules of Sith are there's a master and an apprentice. There's always two. Yeah. And the implication is there's no more than two Sith at a time. Then all of a sudden, you know, flash forward to the throne room scenes at the end of Skywalker, and you've got this galactic cynic. <laughs> Of Sith, yeah. See, I've always thought that was a dumb rule that there could only be two. Yeah, I, I, I liked the interpretation of you had. There were always always two. They They're came dyads. in twos. They're dyads, right? Yeah. But the interpretation that there could only be two. Well, how tough would that be a thing? <laughs> well, we always know there could only be one. Yeah, yeah. I Off with that. his hand. Yeah. Where the was it? Warriors of the Princess of the Universe. The Queen thinks oh, so. Oh, yeah, from yeah. Highlander. Highlander. Yeah. You ever seen Highlander, Jay? I have not. Wow. So we've the, referenced about six different movies. <laughs> so watch the first one. It's great. Then forget anything else with the name Highlander exists. Because. Gosh, you're going way back, aren't you? Yeah, that's like uh, 80s. 80s, yeah. Three, okay, well, maybe 84. I have. Maybe you've I have probably seen, seen it. it and forgotten it. Yes. Sean Connery's in it. Christopher Lambert. Rucker Hour wasn't in that, was he? No, no. no you're, uh, it was uh, the guy who played. Uh, the Clancy Brown was the big bad, the Kurrigan, you know? Yeah. Rutger Howard's in Lady Hawk from around that same time. Oh, see, okay. I never saw Lady Hawk, but yeah, Rutger yeah. Howard's in that. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and, uh, oh, Broderick, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Ferris Bueller, Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, but Highlander, the first one's great. The rest are crap. Okay. And that's actually the tagline. <laughs> There can only be one. There can only one. be one because it, it, it's it's perfectly. Uh, we'll talk about. Yeah, we got a lot. Of, we got a rise yeah, to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So we've got the Palpatine reveal. Yeah, we've got uh, Kylo coming back to Ben. Um, the, what about? The, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the whole after he renounces his dark side heritage, he's by himself on a moon of Endor, or he's actually on Endor. Right. Yeah, know. that's actually Endor as opposed to the moon. Yeah. yeah. And Good then point. he has a vision of his dad, Yeah, which I was completely shocked. That Didn't Harrison see that Ford coming came. at all. Yeah. I did not In either. fact, Drew thought, he said, did they do that through CGI? He just couldn't believe that Han would, uh, that Harrison Ford would actually come back. I, yeah, yeah, he came back for it. Yeah, I mean, that was obviously did, yeah. not, you know, so. But that, that, that was a great emotional note for me. 
Um, oh, I know that was one of the, I probably teared up like three times. Yeah. And that was one of my favorite yeah, tearing that, up moments. That was a, that was a really nice note there and, and kind of closes his story. He becomes Ben again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and to me that was, that fixed one of my, you know, problems with uh, JJ's first movie. I mean, I thought that the uh, sacrifice of Han you know, it was important, but it never felt like the sacrifice of Obi-Wan, you know, and that to me, when he came back and brought him back, really, really kind of solidified that. So how do you guys think they handled the Carrie Fisher scenes? I've got, I've always wanted to know how they did it. I mean, I know they, if you use CGI with her before, but it didn't look they like They did not use me. CGI this time. No. Although, well, they did to an extent because... They did not recreate her face in a 3D no, model. No, it yeah. was her performance that they... they dropped into different scenes and they changed some of her clothing yeah and And they would have a they would have a model stand in and i guess sometimes they would superimpose her head on a you know on a model or whatever yeah and it was well done whatever mm -hmm. they did i thought but one of the things that jj did if i recall because i've read a lot about it but he went back and he looked at the seven or eight minutes of cut footage they had from um I guess it was Force Awakens, or was it Last Jedi? Could have been both. Anyway, to see what they had in the can, and then he wrote scenes specifically for her. That worked really well, and I thought did a lot to kind of give her the send-off that, you know, uh, her being Carrie Fisher, and not just Princess Leia, but... Uh, to give her the send off that I think she deserved. So, so what's the what's the level that you get a force cremation at? Okay, so yeah, yeah that the, kind of dropped out, didn't it? That, what's what's the prerequisites? Because you know you've got you've got Leia. Uh, so you, uh, Kylo dies at the end along with Cyborg, and mm-hmm. uh, Kylo dies, and then he he does the Obi Wan where his clothes just decompress and right. he's gone. At the same time, Leia had already been dead for a few minutes. And then she decompresses. So what was that about? It says she's. I think she was tied. I think she was tied to Ben, and part of her essence or her force or whatever was also helping uh, Ben stay on the uh, away from the dark. Whatever side. she gave him when she was yeah, holding that. Uh huh. Okay. I think that that's my read on it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, so I mean, you've got the you've got force cremation going on yeah. there. So. But you've got you know. Darth Vader, who's cremated, and Qui Gon, who was cremated, and it's like, wait a minute, why did they just? And then they ended up as Force ghosts. Yeah, that's right. So, and that's then right. Yoda, I guess Yoda had the Force cremation, sort of whoosh yeah. at the end of. He yeah. just dies, and he. And I'm glad they didn't bring Han back as a Force ghost. No, I thought the way they explained want, that was his memory. That. So it was a yeah. memory rather than a yes, than a Jedi reappearance. Yeah, and I, I thought that was that was smart, and they didn't use the same effect that they use. Uh, so I thought that was smart to do that. I would have loved to have seen Ewan Ewan McGregor as a Force ghost there at the end. Yeah. Or or I wanted uh, I wanted Obi Wan. What's that? I wanted Obi Wan to be back as Let's, a Force ghost. Ewan McGregor. He was Obi Wan. Uh, not Alec Guinness. Oh, okay. He's yeah. the real Obi Wan. He's gone. So well, you don't want to watch his his uh, limited series on Disney Plus then because he's not the real. You know, so, but I would like to have seen an Anakin Skywalker too, kind of behind those two would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Photobombing him. Yeah, that's right. That's he didn't right. like the sand. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I'm so, not going. It's too sandy. That's right. That's right. So, but sorry, I, I, that was a nice, that was a nice homage at the end. what did you guys think about Ray bearing the, 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 the Skywalker lightsabers outside of uncle Ben's, uh, <laughs> 
not Uncle Ben's, Uncle uh, Uncle, Uncle Owen, Uncle Owen, and, and Aunt Brew. Uncle Owen. Yeah, I'm going to Tashi Station. <laughs> um, you can waste time with your friends later. Yeah, that's right. So bearing the the the, the lightsabers there at the homestead. Um, Opening his own little, her own little Sarlacc pit. You yeah, know, I was expecting Boba Fett to come out. Yeah, it was. Too. I really thought we'd see <laughs> Boba Fett come out somewhere. Yeah, I thought he might be in that thing that they were dragged down into at one point. Yeah, that would have been pretty funny. So, or or, or the the skeleton of Boba Fett. Yeah. So, but uh, what did you guys think about her going back and planting those there, and then the Witcher woman coming in at the end? Who are you? You know, and then we've got the reveal of I'm Ray Skywalker. How did that sit with you guys? I thought it was good. I thought it was a good way to get back to that location, you know, since that's where we first saw Luke. And that's, you know, that was, it was kind of neat to be able to revisit that again. Uh, uh, Kind of into where it started. started, I was a little uh, ambivalent about her burying the, uh, the lightsabers until I saw that she had her own. Yeah. Cause yeah, I thought, I Oh, are they just saying, you know, that we're end of all, you know, that's a dumb idea. I think she should have gone to the asteroid belt where Alderaan was and buried Leia's lightsaber. there. Ah, yeah. That's what I thought that she should have done. So yeah. what was the significance of the color of her lightsaber? So it's traditionally Sith lightsabers have been red and Jedi have been blue, or maybe there's also been another color. There was a green, green, I think. And yeah. a green. And of course, uh, Mace Windu had purple. Yeah. And so yellow being the speculation I read was the yellow is a combination of those colors signifying kind of a new neutral. Um, well, so my son chaotic if, good. I if guess it indicated that she was a gray Jedi, does that yeah. mean anything? Well, maybe so. You what know? does that mean though? Well, it means neither white or black, you know, neither, neither dark or light. She's balanced. Oh, she represents the balance, balance in the force. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So, yeah. you know, it, I, I read, um, I read an article where there was, you know, how could Lucas have saved the original trilogy? And one of the ways it, it talked about how the foundation, the bones were there for it. Um, but he just didn't do it. He could have made, um, Anakin as a teenager, a little bit more intellectual and analytical instead of angst ridden. And he would have come to the Jedi path much later in life than most Jedis because you're supposed to get them when they're babies, right? right. And indoctrinated. So you, you said the original, which means the prequel. Trilogy. Yeah, the prequel. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That Sorry. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. So, um, but, but, so it seems to me that maybe that's kind of what JJ was doing. We've got this later in life Jedi, a lot like Luke, who is has seen both sides. She's got, you know, power from both sides and she's... She is the balance. Yeah. Even though she's not a true Skywalker. Right. That makes sense. And there was speculation at one point that the the title meant Rise of Skywalker meant that there was a new type of Jedi that was going to be referred to as the Skywalker. So it's not the family necessarily, but it's probably the gray Jedi. What we've seen in expanded universe and whatever is the gray Jedi is now going to be called the Skywalker. And that was not referred to at all in the movie. And I don't know that it's anything other than, you know, fan speculation. So one of the things that's kind of bothered me about the Mandalorian and in the new trilogy is it, 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 no one understands, you know, the, when, when baby Yoda starts doing all these force yeah, things, it's all new to him. Yeah. It's like, do you guys not remember 15 years before you yeah. had all these kick butt Jedi's doing all this stuff? I know you're in the outer rim, but, but yeah, yeah. you should know that at least through, you know, mythology or whatever, Yeah, you know? So, uh, but yeah, that's kind of a, it's like, it's all new. Yeah. So it, 
I'm going to be real curious where they go forward. I know they said, you know, this is, we're not going to do any more trilogies. End of the, end of the Skywalker saga. But then Kathleen Kennedy, I think, came out and said, and they're bringing Kevin Feige in. So obviously they've got plans to do more than just the TV series stuff. There was an idea of putting together multiple Jedi into one <laughs> super team. Yeah. It's called the Jedi Initiative. So, but yeah, and I think Kevin Feige is a logical choice for this if JJ is done, and I think JJ has done yeoman's work um, mm-hmm. in the in the you know wrapping up the Skywalker saga. So, yeah, I think so too. I think, like I said, and again, I'm a fan of this. I know people that aren't. Uh, I enjoyed it. I understand that there's a lot of things. You know, a lot of things fell into place for him pretty. Yeah. handily you know of oh course. look we've fallen through this hole and look here's the dagger the only thing that could tell us where to go is right is. here it's <laughs> yeah. great yeah uh, c-3po's gonna lose his memory forever oh what well, wait a minute he's got a backup oh, you right knew that was yeah you knew that was gonna happen right i mean he i think r2d2 had a zip disc over there yeah. <laughs> well actually he's still scuzzy if it looked like i saw <laughs> when they hooked him up that's the first thing it's like he's got a scuzzy drive you know a huge uh yeah that's it 60 pin scuzzy kind of thing that's going in so pin, one of the things you know when they had the um the festival with kites and sweet treats yeah that happens every 42, 42 years fair. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what happened 42 years ago this year? I do. I know you do, but do you know, Jay? I don't. Star Wars A New, New Hope, Hope came out. Premiered okay, 42 right. years ago. Yeah, that's the first one they said 42. I said, that's odd. Ah, oh, I think okay. I know why that is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So awesome. another piece of fan service. Yeah. Did you guys think Not- Chewbacca was dead? Uh, yeah, I kind of thought Chewbacca was dead. I thought there was kind of a, you know... A, not as spectacular way as he should go out, but I really thought they might have killed him off there and done that as, as kind of a way to, to be a little bit more uh, unpredictable. So I paid attention to the second transport because if you didn't pay attention, you you would think there was only one transport there and a transport gets blown up by Ray with her force lightning there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there in, there was some disguising of that second transport just at the edge of frame and you can okay. see it okay as so it's it, there it's there like they didn't trick us it's there if you look yeah. for it okay yeah. i think i had i'd looked ahead of my run p app to see well, the synopses of the scenes i might be missing and i think i learned that from oh. reading that. oh wow okay <laughs> wow come on jared come on man hold it and our unofficial, unofficial sponsor worked very well this movie <laughs> no they're not any sponsor I, yeah no yeah. and i didn't see any point that i would want to leave yeah I mean, when you left, I couldn't believe you missed what you left, what you missed when you left. Well, I read about it. it they were, I read the synopsis. you didn't see it. You know, but I'll go you back. You didn't see it. Yeah. No, just I don't remember when you left. <laughs> don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I saw some movement out of the quarter mile down the road. It's like, well, there goes Jake. There goes Jake. So, but overall, so where does it rank for you, Jay, in the pantheon of nine Skywalker movies? Um mm. Well, number well, what's your what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Let's do this. Let's wrap it up and see where where we're at there. What's your I, favorite? I think A New Hope will always be my favorite. What's the number two? It might have been this one actually. <gasps> we are going to be auditioning for a new host. I don't know. Time. I mean, I just uh, like I said before, I haven't gone back and watched all sure. of them. You know, recently, so I can't give a a great answer so to that. But this is fairly high in the nine for you, for sure. Yeah, it's not seven of nine. Ah, uh, 
Alt, Alt's missing is a Doctor Who reference, and then oh we would have gotten ga- guys of a certain age bingo. You know, we've done Harry Potter, we've done Star Trek a couple of times now. That's right. Yeah, uh, my favorite is still uh, Star Wars: A New Hope. You know, yeah. the and the seventy-seven theatrical release. If I'm going to be really particular about it, Hanshot. which I am. That's yeah. right. Hanshot first. Hanshot first. And uh, then Empires after that. Um, I still really like Solo a lot. I think of of I'm, all the ones, Solo I'm, is my favorite. You're talking about, about just okay. I'm that's the, I was going to ask you if you wanted to qualify that. You did yeah, say that. That's I right. I did. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to digest it. I, I certainly, it's certainly one of the middle ones for me. Uh, there's, you know, I can go back into the original trilogy and watch like um, the what was the I can't I get confused on the name of those, but the third one. What's the third one of those? Where, oh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I really like the the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, the Star Wars Christmas special is still right up there with me. So it's it's probably it's it's right in there with that. It's it's my favorite of these later three. So that's going to make it at least what at six, least seven, seven of nine, seven of nine. It actually, yeah, it's probably probably where it is. Seven of nine. So so it falls behind the 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 prequels. Yeah, probably does. No, I tell you what. No, no, wow. it's got to be. It's got to be six of nine because it certainly is above Phantom Menace. Yeah, let's Planet say, Nine from Outer Space is above Phantom Menace. Let's say five or six of. <laughs> let's say five or six of nine. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So for me, my all-time favorite is Empire. Empire. Yeah, I, I think Empire is is almost a perfect movie, mm-hmm. um, and I love New Hope. So if Empire is one, New Hope is one A. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, New Hope had a huge influence upon me. I was seven when I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 10 when I saw Empire. And so I was probably a little, I understood a little bit more. Like I had no idea how Darth Vader was born with that armor when I saw, yeah. uh, you know, A New Hope originally. So there's some things that didn't quite click. Um, this may be number three for me. Yeah, you, I remember going to ask you what you yeah, thought. Yeah, uh, I like Jedi a lot, but Jedi was going down the merchandising arm a little too much for yeah. me. And uh, this just wrapped everything up. And I, I probably Jedi is four, and I don't know what five through nine is. Yeah, and that's kind of the same. Like I said, you've had a little longer to process it, although I will say you came out of it, and that's you've, you've stuck to that numbering system. Yeah. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, I have, obviously, I have nostalgia for the original trilogy to the point that, um, you know, uh, that Return of the Jedi is, is, is going to be number three for me. Sure. Uh, I agree with everything you said. And I remember seeing the movie and going, oh, they're going to sell a lot of those dolls. You know, yeah. Talking about the Ewoks. Yeah. But um, one thing I love about Empire or Return is uh, the the desert scene, you know, where they've got the... But, and the reason I love that because it looks so much like a John, what I had imagined John Carter would look like. And sure. you didn't see that until, you know, just many, many years later. Uh, so I like that a lot. Um, and so it's, it's a, it's a good one for me for that one. So, uh, you, you talked about solo, um, you got solo and rogue one. Where did those fall in for you, Jay? As far as favorites go. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of in this, how does it assimilate into this list? I, I liked rogue one probably a little bit better than solo but i love solo i mean i enjoyed it um it probably those two would probably be in the middle i think the the prequels are are at the bottom for me they were good movies i I did not enjoy them but phantom menace was not a good movie okay yeah yep (laughs) phantom menace they say and we were talking about i was talking with uh jason jacob about machete order and that's how we watch them which cuts out phantom menace i make you know 
continue using the machete and start to cut out Last Jedi now. Although Phantom Menace, you can completely cut out and it has no bearing on the rest That's of the right. story. That's right. But they also said Phantom Menace is a great introduction for little kids into the Star Wars it universe. Is. And it, so that might be kind of the way you they watch that because it's it's really it works well for little kids. It does. It does. Yeah. And, and my guys, they, they really like it. Will it. Always have, it will always have a, a nostalgic appeal for me because it was the first thing I took them to that was new Star Wars. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, they, they rip it pretty well now. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, they make fun of George. Well, you know, yeah, there's so many things that mm-hmm. they could have done. And, and, you know, one of the things that I've also read is that Lucas just feels completely betrayed by the – seven eight nine trilogy because yes. he gave notes to to Iger, bob Iger, ceo of disney and kathleen kennedy and said this is where i was envisioning and they're like mm, that's nice george that's yeah yeah go cash your check mm-hmm. yeah but phantom menace is still one of his favorite ones that's been done oh, man. Times, so. and, and phantom menace could have been really good if you would have gotten the gungans is what bothered me a lot mm-hmm. phantom menace um and then the um the way Anakin was played and bless the little boy's heart, you know? Yeah. I I just remember with Phantom Menace, it had just been so long. We didn't know when the first three movies ended that there was going to be another one. And I remember, you know, I was a, I guess that was the first movie I saw as a quote unquote grown up in the star Wars series. And I just remember being so excited that it was back. So I don't, I don't have any bad memories of it. It was just, so we were back on track. So I drove to Jackson a week before, bought tickets, and then Bonnie and I and two friends of ours took the day off work. Four adults. We didn't have kids at that point. We drove to Jackson to see it in a good theater, and we all walked out. And we're like, "Wow, yeah!" And so we really wanted to like it. But to me, Phantom Menace, and we've turned into ripping on Phantom Menace. If you take all the spaceship landings out of Phantom Menace then the movie's half as long. There's so many shots of spaceships just coming in, gliding in for landing and it's a lot of pad. Mm-hmm. And you know, there, there is a something out there called the phantom edit. It's very difficult to find where someone came in and basically pulled about 20 minutes off of phantom menace and made it a lot tighter. It moved quicker. and It's a much better movie. Huh. Yeah. There so. was a lot of having fun with the new technology. In that. Well, and, and then George Lucas, he also bankrolled the first three, out of yeah. his back pocket he had no one to tell him no that's right and you know listening to the blockbuster podcast where they're talking about the genesis of star wars and the friendship between spielberg and lucas you know george wanted another week or two of reshoots on new hope and fox said you have twenty thousand dollars in two days yeah so it made he had people telling him no and it made him um you know, come in and make some hard choices and pare it down. And that's what we ended up with. That's right. That's right. You cannot underestimate the power of a good edit. The the last thing I'll bring up, how, how amazing is John Williams score? No kidding. Because there were several times in there where you got an emotional response strictly from the music or at least i did absolutely you know when the uh the rescue when the cat uh rescue uh ships come in and all of a sudden the theme swells up it's like oh my gosh and you know the music's getting to as much as anything else and then when 
Uh, Ray is landing uh, the Red Five, which of course I love seeing yeah. make a comeback. Uh, and they go into the Star Wars theme at that point. I think that's where it is. And you just oh my gosh, that's just correct. How did you like Wedge on the bottom gunner and the Millennium Falcon when the Falcon comes oh, yeah. in with yeah. the Lando? Yeah, I thought that was very cool. I yeah. thought that was just, yeah, like I said, those are the cameos that you see and you go, oh, that's so, yeah. yeah. so But, you know, to me, the John William, the Star Wars score mm-hmm. is the, the greatest movie score. I, it, it, my preferences. I would find it hard to argue with that. And he has done, I love his scores. I mean, all of his Superman, Raiders, Raiders. E.T., I mean, all the Harry Potter. Harry Potter movies, which I forget about those. Not all of them, but But the main thing. The main one, yeah. 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 Uh, NBC's Olympic coverage uh, theme. It's a John Williams. that's right. That's right. Uh, And Lost in Space, of course. I keep bringing. But he was Johnny Williams. Johnny Williams, I love that. Johnny Williams, it sounds like he's 14, you know. Well, but you know, it, it, you know, Star Wars was very was a departure for him, and yeah. you know that was ha- that happened. He composed that two years after his wife had yeah. passed, yeah. Uh, tragically, and there's that it was he it he kind of rescued him, kind of saved him, very yeah. cathartic for mm-hmm. him, and uh, he's got more Academy Award nominations than anybody in history. Yeah. You know, 60-odd nominations Yikes. and probably more Academy Awards than anybody. So Where do you think we go next, movie-wise, in Star Wars? And then we'll, I guess we'll kind of wrap it up after that. You know, so I don't, I, I wonder if they're going to let the movies kind of marinate for a couple, three I years. that's probably a good idea. And, and put put content on Disney+. Plus. But they're having such success with The Mandalorian. Golly, man. And know. I think the Obi-Wan series is going to be great. And the one that takes the characters from Rogue One, I think that's got a lot of potential to yeah. be very good. Yeah, I think it's a good. I think it's a good format for their type of storytelling as well. I find myself waking up as early as possible the morning the Mandalorian drops <laughs> to watch that twenty uh-huh. thirty minute episode, you know. And it's just I, I, I give John Favreau his own Star Wars. Movie. That's right. Do you so. think Ryan Johnson will get? No, I don't think he'll get his trilogy. I don't either. think he'll get his trilogy. Yeah. And yeah. I know, there's something else that I wanted to make sure we brought up before we run out of time. Is there's been a lot of talk about. Um, the phrase, one certain phrase that appears in every movie. Mm-hmm. I've got a bad feeling about this. That's right. Yeah. And this time it was Lando. Yeah. yeah. So that when I when I heard that, I, I don't know if I knew that until maybe it's great a few weeks ago. And then when it came, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I love back to catchphrases. We, we're at forty five minutes, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, but I love this was a special edition. This was a special edition. <laughs> Art shot first. Um, <laughs> I loved Han Harrison Ford saying, I know. Yeah. I mean, that was talk about a callback to, you know, Leia saying, I love you before he goes into the carbonite. I know. And mm-hmm. that was just, that was it. So, see, and I kept thinking that was going to be another two characters that were going to do that. So, huh? I'd heard that happened. I didn't know it was, I didn't know. It. Fortunately, I didn't know, it, know that he was the one coming back. So I kept waiting for, uh, you know, like uh, that when Ren was going to tell her, I need to tell you something. I thought Finn. that was a uh, Finn. Yeah. Sorry. Ren. Yeah. Yeah. The Knights of Ren. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I, thought, I thought Finn was going to finally say it to Ray and she was going to, you know, because we were thinking he was going to say that he loved her. And I thought she was going to say, I know. And that was going to be that callback. But I liked, you know, it worked better the way it did. And boy, we could go on and on and on. I love the growth of Finn and Poe as characters. Yes. Uh, pen, pen, pen and teller, you know, we're shipping them as pen now. Yeah, that's right. So Poe really grew into a leader in this one. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Finn, I I really, really like Finn. Mm -hmm. So I thought Finn and Ray were, 
we're the couple. And then at the end, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit confused with that whole dynamic. I think that's the way it's supposed, supposed to, to be. be. Yeah, yeah. We're not, and they didn't want to do something just set, you know, I guess whatever. And I, I love the way Poe and, and Ray were arguing over the Falcon and BBA, you know, the yeah. Falcons on yeah. fire. Ah, so much good stuff on it. <laughs> yeah, man. Great. Yeah, I like the new one too. I think, did we get his name? We did at the end, the little, the new little droid. Dio. 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 Okay. All right. Ronnie James. Dio. What? Ronnie James Dio. He was the lead singer of. Um, oh, you're gonna make me look it up. He's a heavy. No, metal we're not gonna singer. make you. You don't have to. Yeah. We'll put in the <laughs> show notes. Look it up later. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've got to find it. Ronnie James. Favorite Dio. scene, Jay, while he's looking. Favorite scene. I um, think. Well. Gosh. That same way I was going. I can't believe I asked you that because I, I have no idea. I can't pick one. I mean, I really loved when Hans. Came back. Han yeah. Solo came back. Yeah, uh-huh. that was. And then this is. I know this is a crazy question, but when with the Force healing, I noticed that you know she healed his wound when she healed Kylo, but his shirt still had a hole in it. So, Roddy James Dio was the original lead singer of Black Sabbath. Come on. Oh, how okay. did I miss that? Then he had the band Dio. Sorry. Anyway, back That's to Jay. <laughs> no, you don't think you want to go back to Jay? It was kind of a ridiculous question. So what? He what wondered your, why the shirt didn't heal. Because shirts don't heal. I know, but I mean, come on. If you could heal a body, surely you can sew a shirt. It's it's forced <laughs> healing, not forced seamstressing. <laughs> you right. know? I mean, that's a whole different cult. Yeah, they, different they ship that shirt off to a sweatshop on Tatooine, and yeah. they, they make Jawas do it. Right, you know, gosh. so and then you can't off see the rails. You can't see the healing if the shirt that's comes true. back. That's true. You're not going to give up your life force. I gave up for part of my life force <laughs> for because sure. you had a nasty stain on your shirt. Yeah. yeah. That explains it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Like I said, I'm going to pretend to be the person oh, who doesn't understand. Melissa, we look forward to you joining us for the podcast. That's right. So, Art, what was your favorite scene? I, You know, I again, hard-pressed to come up with any particular scene. I liked um, uh, the... The part where the three of them finally get together after all the struggle, I just thought that was that was reminiscent to me of when the three get back after the Death Star's been uh, uh, destroyed. You know, they come they come down, they get together, group hug, and that felt so much like when uh, I know there's more the, more to the I knew there was more to you than money. That scene, you know, yeah. because that's the three of them and they've gotten through it. So that was very cool to me. What do you think about Chewbacca getting his medal? It's a little too late, man. <laughs> you know, none of my friends are still alive to see it. What is this? Somebody that, you know. So we had to kill off people. That's to get, right. But yeah. I thought I that thought was, was cool. I mean, yeah. I did think it was cool, but yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and the reaction of Chewbacca at Leia's death was. That was, uh, that was obviously JJ making up for uh, yeah. the lack of reaction uh, between the lack of interaction between Leia and Chewbacca after Han died. Yeah. And he's come out and admitted that. Oh yeah. He said, if he could change anything. But he's not the type to go back and change things. Which I'm I like. just saying, special edition. Yeah, you know. that's right. But I, I really hugged, thought that was a Chewbacca a, hugged first. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. And on that gosh. note. Yeah. On that note. So, 50 minutes. Wow, man. That's, that's the longest episode that we've ever, ever done. Yeah. This is not going to be a trend, though, right? No, it's not because Jay can't last that yeah. long. Anymore. Now, obviously, when we all go, when we all go see cats, we'll have another fifty-minute episode. No, that's a fifty-second episode. Oh, I knew right. that was coming. I yeah, knew that was coming. yeah. I have no interest Memories. to see. It. I was just saying, well, I'm probably the only one that'll see it. You and three it, other people. Actually, in you are the only one. The only one. <laughs> wow, I, it's heading to a John Carter-esque, Kevin Gates-esque yeah. crash and burn. Yeah. 
And since I love John Carter, I won't hold that against oh, you. I guess you and I love John Carter. I watched parts of it. I know that's. Not that's long ago. I've looked that up. It's coming in March, I think, on Disney Plus. I thought it was already there. It's not. It's on Netflix or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. yeah okay. When that contract runs yeah. out, John Carter's great. Yeah, I, Disney just really had no idea how to market it. I have heard that they're thinking about doing a limited series on Disney with that property. Man, that would be that great. would be a better fit for it. That would that probably would. won't have the same cast, have a, but that's okay. They have okay. an opening scroll. Yeah. yeah, scroll, 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 scrolling. Yeah, Ooh. all that stuff. Okay, and on that note. <laughs> on that note, we want to thank everybody for joining us. Again, thanks for uh, 52 great episodes of Guys of a Certain Age, or there are a couple great episodes in there, but uh, we appreciate all your feedback, your reviews. If you like what you hear, hit the five star and give us a great review. If you don't like what you hear and you want to insult us, we just ask that you give us a five star review first. So uh, for Jay, for Art, and all guys of certain age everywhere, we will see you next time.